Hey, bats, kiddos, Joker here, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back here on the Bob Culture Podcast, uh, live from a shared universe podcast studio right down the road in Eatontown, New Jersey, and an honor right now to be sitting here with podcaster extraordinaire, of course, cast member from AMC's Comic Book Man, uh, actor, writer, producer, one of the all-time greats, Mr. Ming Chen. Ming, What's thanks for up, a few minutes. everybody? How you doing? It's good. To, it's good. Well, I'm in my studio. It's still good to be here with you. It, this a whole new experience. Man. This place is awesome. And, and Ming, thank you again for a few minutes. Um, before you know, we, we get to the interview, little shameless promo here. This place is awesome. Um, me and the guys got to come through and do some live streaming. You got all like the nerd culture around the room. Yeah. You got the video going. Tell yep. us a little bit about a shared universe. I uh, So we've been podcasting for 10 years and uh, Kevin Smith got us all into it. Before that, I had no intention of being behind any microphone. I want I wanted no attention on me. Uh, I read his websites yeah. <laughs> for God's sakes. Uh, you know, I created merchandise from. I was a guy. Yeah. He started God way back in 2007. So uh, he was a guy podcasting, mm-hmm. and it made sense for him. He uh, he, you know, he, he was he. It was a format where he could curse as much as he wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> it was a format where he could go for three hours if he wanted to. Uh, it, it was a platform for him to say whatever he wanted to say and uh, get it out to to the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, while it looked like fun to me, I had no intention of doing it because he, uh, yeah, he. I was like, well, of course he would do. He's a great storyteller. Uh, he's got all this, all this experience doing Q and A's. He loves talking yeah. to an audience. Why I was like the guy who would upload his podcast and get it up on iTunes. Like, yeah, that's, and that's that was fine. That's all I wanted to do. But um, it, uh, but he made it look like so much fun. Though. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. It got to a point where he was like, "Hey, I want to start a podcast network. I need other shows that aren't just me. I need other voices. I need other types of shows. I need different opinions. I, I want you to start a podcast." I'm like. What, what, what you talk about, Willis? Like, yeah. why, why? Why do you want me to start a podcast? I'm, I do. You're all the your, guy. Yeah, I'm the guy in the chair, as they say in the you know in the Spider-Man movie. Yes, I just yes. Press, press buttons. I upload stuff. You know, I would attend all the technical details. I don't want to be in front of a microphone. He was like, "Well, no, you're here. You have all the gear because I bought all the gear when he would come here and podcast in Jersey. Um, all you need is some kind of show, some kind of opinion. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I, don't, I can't." I can't do this. Like no one would. No one's gonna listen to me. You're famous already. You're a great storyteller. Up until then, the only thing people knew me from was working for Kevin. Right, the right. Worked for Kevin. You're the guy who built his website. Like that's and that was fine with me. Um, you're the guy who showed up for three seconds in Dogma. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's and that, that's all I wanted. But he was like, no, no, no. When you start a podcast, I'm like, all right, what? What on earth am I going to podcast about? You know, you have stories from the from sets of your movies. Mm-hmm. You have you can make. Uh, you know, paying a parking meter sound cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or going or getting the morning paper, you you can turn that, spin that into like the best story ever. I don't have that talent. You know, what do you want me to podcast about? It's like you don't get it, man. This is a format where you can talk about, you can start a show on whatever all the stuff that you love, and you will find the other people who also love that stuff that you love, and that's your audience. And He's I'm so like, wise, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, what, what do you mean? He's like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you love? What you know? What what, what what you know? What are the what? Are, what's something you're really passionate about? I'm like I don't know. Star Wars, comics, and food. He's like, bam, that's a podcast. There it is. I'm like, really? 
I, I could start a podcast on comics, Star Wars, and food. She's like, yeah, absolutely, you can, absolutely. And um, that's epic, man. Yeah, so that kind of evolved into um, it. Was like, all right, well, I don't want to do it by myself, so I grabbed Mike Zapsic, also from the store. Of like, course, hey, Kevin wants us love to start Mike. a podcast. He's like, podcast about what? I'm like, well, what do you love? He's like, I love comics, Star Wars, and food. I'm like, so do I. This would be great. This, you should be. <laughs> this would be a great podcast. So. Um, so one day I got the gear together. We sat down in the back of uh, Jan and Bob's Secret mm-hmm. Stash, recorded our first episode. Uh, we talked about comics, Star Wars, and food. And uh, yeah, I, I I asked Kevin. I was like, "Well, how how long do we have to go for?" Like, I don't know if I can fill that much time. He's like, "I don't know. Can you you give me forty five minutes to an hour?" Right. Like, oh, that's could, perfect. Star Wars. I could do that in Star Wars alone. Never mind even the comics and food. So. Hit the record button. Me and Mike started recording, and before you knew it, uh, two hours went by. So we went way past the one hour he asked for, and it didn't even feel like it, though. That's a good sign, yeah. though, man. That's and, really cool. And uh, I was like, wow, that was that was fun. And I went back and I listened to it, and I'm like, hey, Mike, that actually it sounded pretty good. We sounded like two guys on traditional radio even talking about something that we, that we know. It's like, wow, that was – wow, we don't have any training. Why did that sound so good? It's meant it's like, to well, be. Because you were talking about something that you love. When you talk about something that you love – it's always going to come out awesome. So, uh, so that started and uh, that ev- that became uh, one of our podcasts called I Saw Comics. Yep. And uh, I think we're in a, a episode three hundred and four now. Good so, for congrats, man. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. So that's that's you know we kept it going. People, we found an audience. We now we get it's cool. Now we get stopped at comic cons or sometimes on the streets. Like, hey man, I love the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, and sometimes they say that first, you know, before or they don't they don't even mention the TV show at all. They mentioned the podcast. For, for yeah, no, I think that's cool. The because, podcast is great too, man. Yeah. You just had your mom on. I listened recently. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah, and I have one that I did with my dad in here that's coming up. Oh, next. really? So, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the guy reopening um, the video store. Yeah, the RST video. What's going on with that? That's crazy. Yeah, man. there's some not reopening RST video. Yeah. in uh, New Jersey. It's so, gonna be great though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool. And he says, uh, you know, hey, you got you guys got to come podcast at the shop. Oh, I'm like, absolutely, yeah. man. You got absolutely. Man. So that's that's a definite. But that's how you know. That's how about ten years ago, why we started podcasting, and uh, haven't start, haven't stopped since. Uh, however, uh, you know that. I mean, you've done this. You know how yeah. fun this is. This it's, is it's great, man. I love this it. is one of the funnest things I've ever done. And who yeah. knew we we're just talking into a microphone? But uh, we're talking about stuff that we love. We're talking about stuff that we hate. We're talking about uh, you know we're getting into arguments. We're agreeing with each other. Yeah. In the end, you're talking to either friends, old friends, new friends. People that you admire, uh, whoever you can get on as a guest, it's cool. You're just getting people's stories, um, but at the heart of it, it's fun. Yeah, it's man. so much fun. And uh, Mike and I hit a point. You know, we're about seven, eight years in. And we're like, do you think we could show other people how much fun this is? Like, why keep it to ourselves? This is a, this is something anybody could do. And we came up. Uh, you know, it's like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had a space, like you know, like a studio, I guess. Where we could teach classes and help people launch podcasts, oh, wow. and then, and then you know maybe they would come back and do it once a week like we do, and uh, you know finally uh, uh, you know Mike Mike kind of lit that match and uh, provided that spark because that you know I, I was like I don't know man is this I, you know we gotta pay rent we gotta yeah. get, you know we gotta start a business get an LLC yeah you guys are busy as it and, is and yeah. what if it doesn't work what if no one wants to do this like well it's only one way to find out so uh, you know we, we got some. Sp- Got some cheap office space here in Eatontown, New Jersey. This place is awesome. Um, made it the way that we wanted to make it without, uh, you know, without anybody's like, we well, can't put that here. You know, there, there's too much stuff in here. We made it, you know, made it exactly the way uh, a place I want, I would want to come to. 
podcast every day. Yeah. And uh, that became a shared universe podcast studio. So uh, we're uh, about two years strong now. It's and, awesome. Um, and I lost count. I think we've launched about 50 shows. Yeah, wow. And, yeah, uh, I saw on the walls. Yep, yeah, 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 that's yeah really about, cool. about half, uh, a little more than half of them come in to record weekly. And uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, we got minimal advertising. Most of, it, most of it's social media. Uh, you know, we have flyers and four by six postcards that we kind of canvass your area with. But for the most part, it's been word of mouth. So Yeah, it's really um, cool. How should people contact you, by the way? Because I'm super interested. I think the guys and I are going to yeah. come down, try to get the live yeah, stream very, going. Very easy. Uh, just book online. Uh, go to ashareduniverse.com. Okay. And uh, book online is very easy. Pick your time slot. We're pretty much 24-7 here. Oh, awesome. And um, book time slot and uh, show up and uh, either me, I'll be here. Sometimes Mike's here and uh, we, we've got a couple engineers that we've hired. Uh, expert engineers that'll make sure that you're recorded properly oh good and, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it come in bring a guest bring a co-host uh record for one hour record for five hours whatever you want and then at the end you you get you get an audio file that's uh Can't you know, beat it's, that. it's leveled uh we'll even edit it a little bit for you if you want um if you want it up on itunes spotify google play pandora or stitcher all that will help you get it up on there as well so you know we're pretty much full service here and then yeah we, we provide uh live streaming as well if you want to live stream to facebook yeah or Twitch. that's what i need to get into and, and i started out very green as i was telling you earlier you know drummer become podcaster like you said it's great you get to talk with your friends you get to argue you get to bring up points yep. uh and it opened a lot of doors for me i'm a, I'm a senior editor over at the popbreak.com as well um i get to interview some great people of course like the likes of ming chen yep. i was telling you i just had kurt angle on uh it's it's been great it's a great opportunity and I would have loved uh, to be here when I started doing the podcast because you know, you've already taught me a few things just from talking yeah, to you hey, before the better, show. Better man. late than never, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, 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 and you know, we we love uh, you know, and this isn't just for people just beginning or launching. Uh, if you're an established podcast, mm. um, I you know I appreciate. I don't know where you record it. Ba- most people record basements, kitchens, my apartment. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know wherever they can find space. But uh, I find um, a lot of people you know, if they have physical guests coming in. It's like, oh man, I don't want him coming in my bedroom. Yeah, or exactly. Messy, yeah, messy basement. Uh-huh. Record here. It's a nice, uh, you know, celebrities welcome. Huh? Yeah, yeah, nice neutral location. Kevin Smith has recorded here. Sure. Uh, uh, supermodel Paulina Portskova has recorded wow. here. Uh, we've had a lot of cool people uh, uh, in here for sure. That, that's, so that's awesome, man. Um, and uh, yeah, or uh, you know, or you know, if you have a pod and yeah, if you're sick of just recording in your basement, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have everything here. We got the gear, we got mics. Uh, we'll live stream it for you. Um, if uh, it's a if, good vibe too. If uh, one day you have a, a remote guest that you want to get on Skype or Zoom, and you don't have the gear to do it at home, uh, we can do it here. We can Skype in wherever you want, and uh, it'll be you know, we have video. We have huge tv here we get their video screen up here it's like they're in the room it's great it's awesome you're gonna i can already tell you're gonna become my uh, go-to yeah, guy. yeah yeah for sure so um and then we're, we're pretty free, freewheeling with the advice uh you know if you're not yeah. here if you know if you don't you use it great but if you you're like hey you know what do you think of this microphone or uh you know my live streaming's uh not looking as good as it should or how do you get graphics on there or whatever totally help you out man so we're all about encouraging this medium for sure it's awesome and, and ming's a great guy i got you know i gotta tell everyone listening uh ming i met you briefly and you know i should have interviewed you then but i was so caught off guard i was very green at the time it was last yeah. last march at uh the horror con yeah, i saw yeah, yeah, you there sure. and i'm walking around with this um h6 zoom recorder uh, that I have right in front of me, and and you approached me, and I was, you know, I was like talking to Ernie Hudson yeah. from Ghostbusters, yep. and I'm like floating around, I'm like Cloud Nine. That's my yeah. childhood, right yeah, there. How he cool was, is that? oh, 
he was so cool. But that yeah. that con is always very good to me. They're great. Um, but you you approached me and you saw me with the recorder and you're like, oh, Zoom H6, yep. that's awesome. And I was like, oh man, like thank yeah, you yeah. so much. And okay. And then I walked away and I was like, oh man, I really should have like talked to him. So uh, you know, we we crossed paths again and obviously here we are talking, yeah. man. But um, what's it like for you being a part, like a, a fixture at those conventions and interacting oh, with I, the fans and everything? I, I love it. You know, as a kid, I would go to those conventions. Um, they weren't as yeah. cool as they are now. They used they'd be like church basements, VFW halls were, were a common location. Anywhere where you could get like a thousand square feet to get a couple vendors in there. Uh, very rarely they would have an, uh, like a celebrity guest. And even if they got a guest, it would be someone from like a 60s TV show or something. Very different, yeah. Some, someone that you know, you may have caught a few reruns of and, uh, you know, it, the, you weren't getting the likes of uh, like a Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or a Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not true. Mark Hamill started doing them. Once they started picking up a little bit, but he was still like, "Oh, that was a guy from that's Luke from Star Wars," Luke, but now he's Luke from Star Wars. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So when he was just Luke from Star Wars, autographed twenty bucks. Now he's Luke from Star Wars again. It's like two hundred. So it's yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's, much changed. It's supply yeah. and demand for sure. <laughs> uh, but is. yeah, I, I love going to those kinds. I loved looking for. Uh, I was always looking for old toys, comic books, um, and uh, you know I didn't have a huge budget back then, so you know the dollar, the quarter bins were were where I got you know where I built up my collection or where I would find used toys. So, um, so it's cool one that now the comic cons are huge now. You know you don't just get four vendors at a show; you get four hundred or more, yeah. and uh, you never know. You know if you're looking for something super hard to find, somebody's got it. Yeah, somebody's got it. You know if you're looking for. Uh, you know, like a proton pack from the real Ghostbusters line Love from back it. in the late I had 80s. one back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And you want one in box and you've been looking for it in a decent shape. Chances are some guys got one. Uh, you're going to be paying out the nose for it because it's very rare. But that's, you know, that's 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 where you go to find that. Or if you have a hole in your collection, you're looking for West Coast Avengers number 47 and 48. Mm-hmm. There's probably a vendor that, that has it. So, but uh, yeah, no, but not only that, uh, you know, they're booking... Uh, not only vintage guests from vintage TV shows, but current ones as well. So, uh, if you love Walking Dead, or um, big time, or you know whatever shows uh, really cool, you know Stranger Things. You want know, to I meet mean, kids from Stranger Things? Uh, there's a good chance that uh, that that, you're, that they'll be there. You know, you want to meet Eleven and, and Mikey and and Great uh, Will. Show. So and, good. You know, all those guys are at cons. You can go meet them, get get autographs. So, and and I love that. I think that's cool. But it's the uh, best. but now uh, you know since I was lucky and blessed enough to be on a pop culture related tv show i get invited to some of these same cons that uh you know some of these bigger tier guests go to so i'm you know i'm i i was i was like wow there's like a world series baseball team and i i you know most times i feel like i'm the water boy or the bat boy no. but you know if that team wins a world series bat boy gets a ring too man so no you're, you're still part of the team you're a key player man someone's got to pick up that bat man yeah someone's got to get that bat out of the out of the base pass or somebody could trip over it that's so, hey man no yeah. you're you're a key player and uh you know when i told everyone uh, i was interviewing i was telling the guys and my co-host any questions for ming a lot of the guys said you know we first kind of saw ming in like as you mentioned in dogma yeah. the uh, the cameo yeah um everyone was asking because you're originally from uh, michigan right yeah, man, yeah. I, I believe so how did you hook up you know, with our Monmouth County, Jersey, Red Bank area. Everyone's asking how you started um, with Kevin. Was it, it the well, podcast? It started even before that. Uh, my girlfriend, who's now my wife now, is from Middletown. Okay. She grew up, born uh, born in Jersey, grew up in Middletown, went to Middletown North. And uh, that was cool. So I met her and I was like, New Jersey? Like, wow, well, it yeah. sounds like it's such a foreign <laughs> land. 
uh, what's that like? Like, I knew nothing about New Jersey. The Sopranos weren't out yet. Mm, yeah. Uh, there uh-huh. really wasn't much highlighting the state of New Jersey pop culture-wise. So I had no idea until the movie Clerks came out. Ah. And uh, I was like, wait, this movie. And uh, I had seen it as a 94. So, and when did I? I think I started dating here maybe a year later. Okay. So, um, or a year earlier. So that was my first snapshot, actually, into the the whole world, the New Jersey world. And I was like, wow, is New Jersey full of convenience stores with stoners, drug dealers, uh, kids trying to buy cigarettes? Depends where you go. (laughs) And uh, potty-mouthed convenience store employees. Um, If this movie rings true, then yeah, I guess so. Uh, But I started watching it because I heard it was shot in New Jersey. And I was dating a girl from New Jersey. So, and And not only that, it was shot in Leonardo, which is basically, which is next town over from Middletown. So um, I was working at a video store at the time and it had come in as a new really? rental. You know, the, the mailman had dropped it off. My job uh, was to take the videos and check them into the system and then put them up on the wall. Okay. So people could rent them. But I had I, heard this clerk's movie was funny. And so I wasn't black and white, but I thought I would give it a shot. So uh, instead of checking into the system, I took it home that night. I watched it, instantly fell in love with it. Yeah. So for I mean, for many reasons, uh, you know, Dante and Randall, guys in a couple of dead end jobs, me and yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, I was in college at, at a the video time. Store. Yeah, I was at a crazy. video store. Yeah. So Come on. Um, so I related to that. I related to the whole message of uh, you know, it's it's okay, it's okay not to know what you want to do. It's okay to be kind of aimless. You know, you'll f- eventually you'll figure it out. But you know, as long as you can kind of get through the day busting balls with your best friend. Or one of your friends who's, who might be working nearby. Uh, that's all you need that day. You know, I kind of yeah. took that from it. Uh, it was shot in Monmouth County. My girlfriend was from Monmouth County, so I related to that. And, uh, yeah, I just became totally obsessed with this movie. I was like, wow, man, this uh, – I mean, the dialogue was something I'd never heard before. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dialogue's all, always great yeah, in these all, movies. Up until then, uh, I don't know. It might, maybe you never really got that kind of real-life dialogue. It always seemed like – someone put those words into their mouth that's a great way to put it and uh you know and and uh you know this while this was a movie it wasn't it was 90 it was 94 you know but up until then my frame of reference was star wars nice aliens or these big budgeted you know that's what i liked i liked action movies i you know didn't really watch dramas that much ghostbusters uh, you know, I think the most dramatic movie I'd seen up to that point is maybe Karate Kid. Okay, yeah. You know, where there wasn't, like, ray guns or laser swords in it or or beings from another world. You know, so even though my idea of a drama was Karate Kid, um, my idea of a comedy was Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, it was a, it was a you know, I, I watched these funny movies, but they would also have action in them. This one was a bunch of guys talking, but they talked like me and my friends talked. And I was like, wow, this is... This is awesome. It was, I was to, I was blown away. It was totally Connected new to me. Connected with you, yeah. yeah. And then so I started doing research on this guy in uh, back, 90, it was 94. So the internet was pretty new. It was it was it was, oh, it, was yeah. it was infancy. But there were search engines. Or actually, actually, there was one search engine. It was Yahoo. There was no Google. There was no. That's right. Yeah, there was uh, there was no Google. <laughs> it was just Yahoo. So I started doing research on this Kevin Smith fellow, and um, it was pretty much, uh, you know. It's, he was New Jersey, worked in the convenience store they shot the movie out of. Uh, I found he dropped out of film school after four months. But that was, you know, his details were pretty vague. But I learned he was just some dude in New Jersey who took out 10 credit cards and made a movie yeah. for $27,575. Like, wow, what a, it's like, you can do that? Like, you don't need 
you don't need to go to Tunisia and and shoot, you know, uh, in uh, you know on a made up planet of Tatooine or, you know, to me, you know, movies were larger than life. Yeah. You needed a crew. You needed like millions of dollars to shoot a movie. You're like, well, this guy did it for twenty grand. That's really cool. And he wrote a movie that really touched me. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. Like, I would like to meet this guy one day. Um, but uh, I became a big fan of this movie. And so, I, um, you know, what do you do when you kind of discover something like this? I was like, wow, I, you know, no one no one knows about this. Like, I, I, I found it. I discovered it. And the next thing you want to do is, well, you want to tell everybody else about it. So I try to get my friends to watch it. I'm like, you got to watch this movie, man. It was so – it's so freaking funny. They're like, oh, yeah, what's it about? It's like two guys in a convenience store and – yeah, <laughs> uh, a couple stoners outside that they interact with, and I was like, "And what? That's that's it." But it's funny, like, and they're like, "Well," I, so they would look at the box. Like, wait, this movie's in black and white. I'm like, yeah, like what is some kind of art movie? I'm not gonna watch this. Like, wow, it's definitely not an art movie. I mean, to me, it's art, but it's yeah. not some kind of French New Wave, you know, it's unique, you know, Jim Jarmusch, you know, movie. But, but but trust me, it's good. Let's let's watch it tonight. It's like, nah, I'm not. I don't think so. And really, I, I couldn't blame them. This is in an era. It was '94, so it was either uh, you know you had the choice between Clerks or Stargate. Okay. You had the choice between Clerks or Shawshank Redemption. Mm. You had the choice between Clerks and I think Forrest Gump had come out that year. These oh, big, big budget. One, yeah. and, you know, these, these movies are making millions of dollars. And even if you wanted to kind of go to the more indie side, you had Clerks or Pulp Fiction. <laughs> And I was like, well, I, I don't blame anybody for choosing any of those four movies over this black and white movie with two dudes talking. So so I couldn't get anybody to watch it with me. But I was such I was try I was yelling from the rooftops, like this movie's awesome. Everyone should see yeah, this movie. Oh yeah. You're gonna love it. Just take just give it a chance. But nobody would. So um I channeled all that kind of pent up pent up fandom uh into I was learning how to create websites at the okay. time. Uh, I met some nut from the engineering school of the college I was going to. It was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are these things called websites. They're going to be big. You should here here's you should create your own. You can throw up your own website. I'm like, really? So I, I it was new and different and fun. So first I made a website for myself. It's real cheesy. I wonder if it's still up somewhere. It was oh, really yeah. bad. It's a picture of me. I'm posing in front of a car. It's really bad. I got to find that. Okay. And then I was like, hey, maybe I can make a clerk's website, like a fan, as a fan. Really? And then I could put my email address on the bottom. Maybe other fans will contact me, and then I could meet other fans of clerks. No way. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. And, uh, yeah, I started meeting other fans in the movie, and uh, I started interacting with them. It was just all by email. There was no other real means to, to kind of hang out with them. But it was cool to see that other people loved it as much as I did. Oh, yeah. Um, and then one day I got an email from the Ultimate Clerks fan. Uh, Kevin found it, sent me an email. No way. And uh, That's how it started. It was wow. kind of like, hey, man, I, lo- I love what you did. Uh, can you build more of these? I'm going to make uh, – I think he just made Mallrats. Um, he was like, I'm going to make this movie called Chasing Amy. And then Come on. movie called Dogma. I, need, I want other websites. Uh, um, uh, and I was like – yeah, I could totally. I would be. Yeah, who is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't believe it was him at first. But You're the guy, though, man. It turned out to be the him. tap on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. So uh, that evolved into the the Viewskew website, the Viewskew universe. We called it, and uh, it was cool. The uh, two days later, he sent me a whole FedEx box full of like original stills, and uh, wow. there was a a program from the Cannes Film Festival, like all this stuff that a uh, the uh, ultimate fan would have dreamed. 
It's like George Lucas going here. Here's a lightsaber. From, Seriously, here's yeah. a leftover lightsaber. Um, and uh, you know, here's like a Han Solo jacket and stuff. I was like, holy crap, man! What the hell? Yeah, that's this awesome. is awesome. So yeah, event that grew into a, a whole online community that we both built together. That he participated in. They built up. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was, it, we we pretty he pretty much founded social media <laughs> in a way. There was yeah. no Facebook. There was no twitter there's barely any google back there. there's definitely no amazon there's no none of this there's no instagram so we had built up this kind of online community where uh um uh, i eventually asked me for a way to co- communicate with fans and uh ended up putting up this message board where people would post a question and at his leisure he could go down and answer questions that's and, the kind of guy he is that's so cool yeah, yeah. and you know there was no doubt it was really him because of the way it was typed out it was, mm-hmm. it was you know uh, had a lot of fuck words in it, like <laughs> a lot of f bombs in it. Yeah. Like, wow, this comes and and what a thrill in '96. You go on a yeah. website and you're a fan of Clerks or Marats. You ask a question and the guy who made it answers you. It's, Extra mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's not such a big deal. You can, you can, you can, you know, you can tweet, tweet anything. Yeah. Like the president, you can get banned by the president. That's how absurd. Yeah, that's are now. what it's at right that's now. How yeah, open it is now. But yeah, back then, man, it was pretty hard. Um, not even hard. It's near impossible to uh, to get in touch with anyone you admired in you know, the Absolutely. Hollywood system. You could write them a letter and get like a signed eight yeah, by may- ten back maybe, in the day, yeah. maybe, or, yeah. or, or a sports star. Or yeah. Anyone you admired, it was near impossible to get in touch with them. But that's but, uh, awesome. So, but we we invented a means, and he was one of the first guys to interact with his fans. So, and that continues to this day. Uh, it's mainly on Twitter these days, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was. He was the original social media man. That's awesome, and and obviously, you know, uh, you were saying things like Waterboy or Bat Boy, but no, you're you're obviously a key player very early on in all I mean, this. Every team Big still part. needs a Waterboy. No, man. <laughs> with no water, you can't function. So with you're, no bat, you can't you can't hit. You're the guy in the chair, like yeah, you were saying, the chair, man, yeah, guy like in the chair. Spider Man. So. There it is. Love yeah. it. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been working with him ever since. So. Dude, and it was meant to be. And what, yeah, a, what an so. awesome origin story! You can't it's not bad. You can't beat that. Not a bad origin story. Um, speaking of origins, real quick, I, I want to talk to you. How did like the nerd culture kind of start for you? You know, now we all really embrace yeah. the heroes and all. It wasn't always like that. Um, you know, you look around the room. I see Walking Dead. I see you know 1960s Batman, Funkos, all the great yep. stuff. Um, how did the nerd culture stuff start for you um, I'm, as a kid, I'm guessing? And then what are like your all-time favorites? Is it is it the oh, heroes? Man. Is it the Ghostbusters? Is it the Star Wars? I uh, well, I got lucky. You know, I think I think most kids are are, are um, exposed to pop culture at a young age. Uh, you know, most kids running around now have an, uh, they're wearing Avengers shirts, they're yeah. wearing Spider-Man shoes, uh, they've got a Star Wars lunchbox or whatever. Um, I, but now it's huge. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can't escape it. But you know, back when now, back in my day, when I was a kid, uh, um, I, I, I mean, I, for me, it just started when I was six. This kid in first grade gave me a copy of uh, Avengers two fourteen. Oh, with the comics, yeah. Like I was aware of Batman and superheroes, but I didn't know anything about backstories. And you know, you couldn't flip on a TV and, and see a Marvel movie. You couldn't flip it. You, you couldn't. There were no CW TV. You know, superhero yeah, TV shows. That's right. So up until then, I think, you know, that the only thing that really connected culture, you know, any mainstream culture to comics was like Batman 66 was rerun. Some people got it every, you know, they would rerun it daily, I think. Um, but that was about it. If you wanted to learn about Iron Man or Captain America, yeah. you had to pick up a comic book. Yeah, that was they the were, only way. Now they're now they're the forefront. But yeah, yeah it wasn't always like so that. So with yeah. this comic, I was like, what's this? And, uh, you know, I read it cover to cover. 
the the actual cover art shows uh, Iron Man being taken down by the Ghost Rider, which as a nice. kid blew me away. I was like, who's this thing with a flaming skull on a motorcycle? And why why is he beating up this guy in a red and gold suit? What like what is this? So I read that comic and I became uh, I became hooked on it. I was like, yeah. what? So I just started. That's when I just started reading, trying to get more comics, being more immersed in pop culture. Um, uh, you know, later on, uh, I, I I would meet other kids who were into in this into comics. It was very hard, but you know, you would meet some somewhere along the line, you would meet one or two kids in your class or wherever you were that was into this stuff. Um, I ended up meeting a group of friends who was really into really into sci-fi. So we would nice. We were like the two kids quoting Star Wars to each other, or uh, we came became obsessed with James Cameron's Aliens Ugh. later on that year. All time greats. And um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a, it was still a lonely ex- existence back then, though. Yeah. You know, no, it was me and two other kids who in school we would you know it was like an inside joke. Or now like it's a, very different. Yeah, yeah. Or, and then at, we, at, after school, we would run home and play Ape and Nintendo. We would go home and play nice. Castlevania. Um, we would watch Star Wars. We would watch Aliens. We would play role-playing games, um, all this stuff. So, I, you know, I kind of found my crew. It was a small crew back then. but That's awesome. And, uh, you know, but in school, you know, either if we weren't being made fun of, we were just basically being ignored, which was fine with me, you know. But it would have been nice to have shared that whole – because we knew – this world. You were ahead these, of the time. We knew yeah. these worlds that we were into yeah. were awesome. You know, aliens. You know, they, there's you know, there's a whole corporation colonizing other worlds, and then they run yeah. into one with, with uh, xenomorphs, and they're you know, they're space marines, and they have, uh, they have, they have, awesome weapons. Like that's cool. Uh, or you know, um, you know, just video game. Or you know, there's, there's a world where there there are mutant people with mutant powers, and this. Oh this, yeah. This. This real angry guy, uh, he's got adamantium claws and he regenerates. Dude. And he, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and not only that, he's 5'3", so he's my height. Like, all this stuff, man, was fascinating. But nobody nobody cared about it except for us. So, so while it was kind of cool to have this kind of inside yeah, club, man. I did want to share it with everybody because it was, I was like, why, is it, why aren't more people into this? Now you certainly I don't get are, it. though. Yeah. I don't understand why more people – and it was just, you know, it, it – you know, we were just 20, 25 years ahead of our time. So, did you have a favorite hero? Uh, growing up, um, I I I love Batman. Uh, based on um, it started with the sixty six Batman. As campy as it was, you know, it was Batman. He had a Batcave. Loved that. He was a, a billionaire. He took down crime. Oh. He had he had gadgets. He had a butler. Yeah, <laughs> like all this stuff. He had, you know he had a Batmobile. The boat. He had a Bat boat. He had yeah. a Batcopter. Like why wouldn't this be cool? But later on, as uh, uh, a friend of mine in high school got me into Dark Knight Returns, so you know that you know Frank Miller Usher is like gritty, dark. You know he didn't kill, but he came. You know he he, he would you know he would take care of these guys though. Uh, you know the Joker was, was a murderer though. Like all this you know all this stuff you didn't see in the very different sixty six show. So yeah. that was cool. Later on, I became a huge fan of the X Men. Wolverine was definitely a favorite. Oh yeah, all time. Um, and then growing up, I was a fan of the Avengers. Like that was my first love. So you dressing up for Halloween? Uh, I am. I don't know if I'm going to go secret? full superhero. Oh, okay. No, I, I I mean, it's tomorrow, you know, as of I'm, this recording. And I yes. never have enough time to put together something elaborate. So I have I, I, I always have costumes, you know, as backups. I, have, I definitely have Jane Silent Bob. If yeah, you, there you, you know, go. Kiss the boss's <laughs> ass a little bit. Uh, I have Marty <laughs> McFly that I de- oh, turned to. I'm a big Back to the Future fan. Uh, I had a Cato from Green Hornet costume around here somewhere. I can't. I oh really? I don't know where it is right now. I can't find it, but uh, you That's know that cool. that one's easy. Cause I, 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 I I'm halfway there already. Yeah, so you <laughs> need, yeah. You just need the rest of it. 
I'm, so, I'm going as a end game Thor who kind of let himself go. Oh, yeah, all right. I, te- I teach, so the okay, kids will, sure. the kids will be into it. Yeah, I got the beard and the the long hair, so that'll be fun. They'll kinda love it. The Lebowski look. Yep, yeah. They'll love it. Yeah, that <laughs> and the uh, the scoops ahoy, Steve from Stranger Things are the nice. two big co- oh, cosplays I've been seeing uh, at Comic Cons lately. That's that's awesome. So yeah, the Harley Quinns and Deadpool's have become a scoops ahoy. And Fat Thor. Yeah, real good. So I do want to ask you about comic book men, sure. obviously. Real real Absolutely. quick, though. I want to pick your brain about Star Wars. You're a big Star Wars guy. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, on the site it listed Empire as your favorite. Sure. Great answer. Uh, in fact, just did uh, Count Basie. We saw the uh, Symphonic Orchestra from New Jersey play the score yeah. while the movie was That's going. Cool. You got to go to That's one cool. of those. So awesome. cool, man. Um you know, I saw Kevin's take on this. I thought it was okay. very interesting how he approached it. I don't know if you can see where I'm going with this. Uh, the Last Jedi, a lot yes. of uh, polarizing film for sure. sure. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't love it, and uh, which stinks. We should love every Star Wars, yeah, movie Star I, Wars. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's 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 tough, you know. So they're like, okay, we're gonna make a new trilogy. I was like, okay, great, it's hard, it's hard great. situation. But yeah. uh, you know, I I was three, four years old when I saw the first one. So everything from the opening crawl to the Death Star blowing up, I was fascinated by it. And, it, great and story. we all saw. It. I mean, we all saw it when we were kids. So and we had never seen anything like that before. There were sci-fi movies, but none that well done with this deep of a mythology, with this world and and like you know, we've seen laser guns, we've seen you know spacemen and costumes, but. You know, none tied together with this kind of mythology and that George Lucas built. So, um, so yeah, you know, since we grew up with it, it became something very personal to us. Like, a, to most people, it's like a religion, which yeah, I get it. So, that's fair, yeah. So, uh, you know, and I, it, it would have been, it wouldn't fine if he just left it at that, which I think he wanted to. He just wanted to leave out that original trilogy. Um, but I loved it so much. You know, I watched watch the trilogy several times a year. Uh, even in, up into the 90s and uh it's it's funny uh somewhere between you know 84 and 97 so 84 was a year after return of the jedi 97 was when the re-releases came yes. out the special editions mm-hmm. star wars was i don't want to say forgotten but nobody talked about star wars and you know that, that's just how things are when it's when a saga ends you start forgetting about it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll watch it every so often, but you're not as, as rabid as you were when it was coming out, which that's just how things are. So uh, it was weird. No one really thought about Star Wars. Um, you know, I did. Me and my friends did because we you're loved right. it so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I if you look around 80s, early 90s, no one wore Star Wars shirts. Yeah. No one, no one was talking about the Force. No one had a lightsaber in their room. You know, it was... And for good reason, I think after Return of the Jedi, George Lucas is like, well, that's it. I've written my trilogy. I shot it. I put it out there. Masterpiece. You guys like it. That's it. I'm not going to do any more. You know, I, I had I have thoughts about a prequel and stuff that might come after. Uh, you know, I, it, I, I one day I might – when I conceived this, it was supposed to be a nine-episode saga. Right, right. But, hey, I did these three. They were there. You know, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So you know there were no toys after that really you know that there there was nothing Star Wars related, so no one really talked about Star Wars uh, ironically up until '94 when Clerks came out, and there was this whole dialogue piece about Star Wars guys changing toilets on the Death Star, yeah. and when I <laughs> saw course. that I was like holy crap there's someone else who cares about who 
who will riff on Star Wars like me and my friends did. Like, there's somebody else out there that does this. This is awesome. Yeah. So I think that that conversation about you know uh, you know the risks of being a stormtrooper and whether you conscious <laughs> you're conscious of that when you get hired under the job. It's great. I think that reignited a little bit of Star Wars and a lot of people. And then the re-releases came out. That got people way back into Star Wars. And then Episode One, it's kind of continued from there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, up until then, nobody uh, nobody really cared. So. Um, with that in mind, uh, you know, the, the, the prequels came out, no one, they kind of fell flat and, uh, and then this new trilogy has come out, you know, and it's, it, it's tough Mixed because opinions, we're, we're yeah. older now, you know, we don't have that childlike wonder anymore. So it's hard to recapture that. That's a good way to, so, right. Look at so it. So I think, you know, JJ did the only thing he could have done to kind of recapture that, uh, in force awakens he remade episode four i thought that's where you're going yeah, yeah he mm-hmm. remade episode four you know we got some new characters we saw some old ones and but i mean look, I mean, come on the plot's exactly the same exactly you're not note wrong for no you're not wrong exactly yeah. the same with a few other mythological components thrown in and uh you know i i liked it it brought me back to my childhood um but you know the big complaint was well you just rehashed the first one what's the point so the second one, Ryan Johnson's like, well, I'm going to go completely off the grid here okay. and try to make it different. And I think he may have overshot his mark a little yeah, bit. Okay. And as yeah. a result, you know, he may have gone a little overboard. And there are elements in there that a lot of people hated. The the Mary Poppins Leia, uh, I, I didn't get it. I'm like, yeah. well, I this is weird. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the you know there were some scenes people didn't like the Cantabite running through the casino. Yeah, people didn't like that. Um, you know, Rose's character, people didn't like that. They, um, yeah, the final battle, force projection, people didn't buy that. So there are a lot of elements that people didn't like. I so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to love it. I liked it. I didn't love it though. There was nothing. Yeah, and yeah, to be honest with you, I think I've only I saw it in the theater, and I nothing's really like, oh man, I got to watch that again. I same, same. I I've, I've seen it twice, seen again. maybe. Yeah, uh, I've seen Force Awakens a couple of times, but there there wasn't. You know, there hasn't really been that spark where you're like, oh, man, that was that was amazing. I think you, know? you, I think you put it perfectly. And it's hard, man. It's hard. I, do I blame Ryan Johnson for ruining it? He, I, he had to do something different. You know, did he go maybe too far? Mm. I, you know, popular opinion would say so. Um, yeah. I, and so, you know, now, now we got uh, Rise of Skywalker coming out, which is two hours and 35 minutes of, I believe, trying to fix everything dude i couldn't have said it any right. better yeah. it, it's kind of like uh, yeah. Kev, kevin put it on his how he, he called it the fu jj moments or whatever he right. had said um essentially i, I like jj's approach you know with uh, a force awakens yeah. brought in some great new characters yeah. my wife loves ray some really sure, great ray bb8's great bb8's Pose, another uh, Dameron's great it, they're all great and and it's, it's a no-win situation like you said he kind of kept it very close yeah. to the original script uh, i really enjoyed the movie i i like um you know you take out han solo <laughs> spoiler alert if you yeah. haven't seen it by now right right um which is which is a big move and i i like the way he pulled it off and then i felt like ryan johnson came along and did a lot of like you said he overshot things a lot of undoing what jj did you yeah. know they broke the lightsaber ray's origin story right. killed snoke destroyed poe's x-wing killed phasma like it was so right. many things like you said i think they're gonna do a lot of you know it's back to jj sure. now a lot of cleanup in this sure one, so. so i mean my opinion i you know snoke said ray's parents were nobody's i don't believe that for a second you think they're gonna oh, yeah God, yeah it's gonna be significant yeah, i mean what's the point if uh you know i i had always speculated that she was uh obi-wan's i like that i like that uh, you know daughter granddaughter possibly i don't know what the age difference is uh you know my theory on that is uh you know once the jedi or once order 66 came down yes um 
you know, I, none of the Jedi's were uh, were bound to any of the Jedi tenants anymore. So, like, you think you think he sat on Tatooine and didn't go into town, and it's like, hey, man, I I, I I can have a family, or I can get down now at least. No one Yoda's not over here telling me yeah what I can and can't do. Mace Windu isn't here telling me. I'm violating some kind of order. There is no Jedi order anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to tell me you didn't find a young lady on, in Mos Eisley. Uh, it's a dangerous, a hive of scum and villainy, man. I, I wouldn't blame him. You don't have to, you know, just because you're a hermit doesn't mean, you know, you got to be celibate too. So, uh, you know, we'll find did, out. Did he yeah. meet a young lady in, in, in Mos Eisley or Anchorhead or wherever? At, I, I wouldn't put him past. I wouldn't blame him for that. And maybe he's got a daughter out there somewhere. And interesting. And uh, that was my that was always been my theory. So good. But you're excited for the new one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, be, I mean, right? in the end, you know, what did I want after Return of the Jedi? I wanted more Star Wars. And yeah, uh, there you got was, it. You know, we what did we get? We got Ewoks. You know, Jar Jar. Yeah. We got the Ewoks TV movie. Oh ABC. yes, yes. It wasn't, right. Wasn't great. And uh, you know, we got a couple other things. Uh, you know, there were the Timothy Zahn books, which, you know, kind of, you know, in Ride book form, tied us over. I think there was like a droids cartoon, but there wasn't, you know, nothing to the scale that we were, we had before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll, I'll always encourage any more Star Wars in, in this, you know, especially in my lifetime that I can, and if I can go to a theater and see it with a bunch of other fans, then Can't beat so that. be it. So, you know, so the hope is hopefully it's good. You know, I yeah. want I, I, God bless them, but it's tough, man. It's tough. It, it's I mean, it's near impossible to put out a Star Wars movie that everyone's going to like yeah. because of just all the, the, the it's. But it's cool to see that there are a lot of people like that passionate about it, that they'll fight to their grave. Yeah, you know about uh, an, you know having an opinion on something. So yeah, that's something I definitely wanted to ask you about. Yeah. I know you're a big Star Wars guy, and it's just been so polarizing. We've addressed sure. it several times yeah. on the podcast. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time. I know you're running a business here, Ming. Uh, real quick, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, comic book man yep. uh, just a great show yeah. man thank i could you, just man. binge that all day thank you you guys are fantastic kind of doing what we're doing talking about comics yeah, and growing yeah, yeah. Up. I, I wish it was still going man dude I mean, me frankly, too yeah, man i frankly i didn't feel we were done you know we got seven I seasons agree. 96 episodes so uh it flew by though man yeah it really did it, it seemed like we had just started and uh it um you know the way the show was structured it was pretty brainless <laughs> you know somebody brings in something you want to buy or sell uh, either we buy buy it or we don't, but we give a little history lesson, and hopefully it was a mix we, of everything. Um, yeah, you know, hopefully we spark some some memories for sure, or some learning, or uh, you know, I, I constantly hear like, oh man, you you got me back into comics, or you got me into collecting comics, really, which is always good for the industry. And then uh, you know, every so often we would get out of the store and do something crazy. So yeah, a I, very simple formula, but I thought it was you know. I think the uh, I think that's why people enjoyed it is mindless TV, but it was, was based great, in a world man. that we all love. So, and what a special place that's been even before the show. You know, yeah. I, I was going there. You know, I used to work uh, teaching Red Bank. Been going to the shop for a while. Yeah. I'd be at Yesterday's Muse would be over yep. there, you yep. know, hanging yep. out, just a nice yeah. guy. Um, and you know, I remember one time I was doing deliveries, and you guys were filming the show. I saw a guy with like a bunch of gremlins on his pickup yep. truck. Yep. Yep. I'm like, oh, there's Ming and the guys, yep. there. and it's just like we're in such like a cool area, you know, uh, around the obviously the view askew lore. And comic book men and all that. Um, you have met the likes of Stan Lee, Adam West. Uh, yeah. just the list goes yeah, on. Rob Macho, Billy D. Well, Williams, I was gonna say, uh, Billy Peter, D. Come on, Peter Mayhew, Nichelle Nichols, um, yeah. Jim Lee, you know, oh, Neil Adams, uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. You know, yeah, it's a huge list. It's I, pretty I, awesome. I might know the answer here, but your favorite. If you uh, had I to mean, pick one. it's gotta be Stan Lee. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, that's like a god walking through the door. Uh, guy How who great created, was he? Uh, just this whole universe that you know not only universally loved, but you know uh, uh, characters that shaped my life, 
was awesome. And I was happy to find out he is that guy, you know, that smiling, smiling Stan, Class you know, Excelsior, uh, face, face front, true believer. That's him, man. That's him uh, pretty much 24-7. So and it you, was cool to see that. And you and guys just sitting on the floor yep. and listening yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, what yeah. was that? I mean, that, come I, on. That was, all, that was like, you know, a, a god recounting how he built, how he, <laughs> how he, how he started creation, how he invented mankind, how, mm-hmm. you know, he's the architect of a world that we love so much. Uh, that was, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. And, you know, now that it, that he's gone, it's, it's got even, even a more impact because uh, – uh, you know, I, it's well. It's been documented that I met him, so either through photos, yeah, or the TV show, or whatever. But that will that will live on forever. You know, my my great great grandkids will pull up. I guess it'll probably be a hologram or, or yeah, nice. You know, a three D <laughs> implanted image of a, this old show that came out a hundred years ago. And I'm like, yeah, my you know my great 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 grandfather met the man, Stan the Man Lee. So that's, that's pretty cool. Can't beat that. Yeah. And uh, lastly, outside of meeting Stan, obviously, because that's hard to beat, favorite moment from the show? Uh, oh, man, I got a couple. Uh, getting our own Funko Pop figure at the yes. Funko launch is pretty cool. You know, I'm a ba- I love comics, but I really love toys. So uh, the, the dream of any toy collector is to get some kind of official toy with a packaging. Yeah, uh, One that goes out to where any kid can buy it at a toy store or a Comic-Con, and it's got your name on it, and it's you, and um, – um, yeah, that that's that that part was pretty cool. And not only you know, I'm big fun. I was already a big Funko collector, yeah, big Funko same. fan. But to see their headquarters, to be there for their launch, to see that kind of fandom uh, was pretty awesome. To be kind of welcomed into that Funko family like that was pretty amazing. So um, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, there's an episode where me and Mike do a zombie run, and I train him like yep. Rocky Three style. <laughs> so it's kind of like a homoerotic training. Uh-huh. You know, we're running through the beach and jumping around the water and that was fun. That was definitely fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just any moment where we're at the store and, I, and uh, any 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 moment where I'm with Brian and Mike and Walt, and you know, inevitably some kind of stupid what if question comes up and we debate on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those will always be my favorite moments because that's what yeah. we do anyways. You know, it's just so cool it's different that, personalities. Yeah, but yeah. they documented it and they put it on TV, and everybody else got to see that. And there are other people like, oh my god, that's. Me and my friends just had that conversation of this dead end car wash that we work at. You know, I get that all the time. Like you guys talk, you guys are just like, like me and my friends, and uh, we sit around debating. You know, what's what's the fastest ship in the gal of any galaxy? Um, you know, what if uh, you could take a wormhole back in the back in time? Whatever. That's awesome. It's the same conversations that everybody else is having. So, so uh, good, man. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Um, and uh, and you know, I uh, you know we still do that. Yeah, Nothing, I was you know, gonna no, ask, you know, yep. just because we don't have a TV show doesn't mean we don't stop doing that. Uh, but however, um, yeah, it was nice to have it on camera and let the world see that as well. Yeah, seven seasons, man. I, and I wish there was more. You never know. Like I always say, never say never. You never know, man. Karate Kid's back. Um, right? Everything's rebooting yeah, everything's, and coming back. Everything, everything's Let's get Comic Book Men going again. Yeah, yeah, hey, why not? And guys, right now, obviously, shameless promo. Watch it right now on Amazon Prime. I think you can get yep. some of the episodes on YouTube yep. as well. Um, Ming, real quick before we get out of here, any advice for people aspiring to be the next Ming Chen podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you won't be like me, just uh, you know, follow what you love. If you love comics, pop culture, uh, you know, you want to, you want to. You want to flip comic books for a living, and uh, you know people are telling you you can't do that. You can, you can, you know, do it to you know follow your love, man, because you'll find other people love as much as you do. Um, I love podcasting, so uh, I did. I followed what 
Kevin's advice. Kevin's like, take what you do love and see if you can make a living off of it. And uh, uh, you know, I'm making I'm making a run at it, man. I'm making definitely making a run at that advice. So, uh, but I, I think I think everybody should be podcasting. I think uh, I think everyone's got a, a voice and an opinion. I think uh, everyone j- just wants to sit around BSing with their friends. I mean, what, isn't that what bars are for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you could record all of your bar conversations and then share them with people. Hey, you can do it here to share the universe. What podcasting is, uh, you know, you can bring your booze here. This is basically like the this is a bar, but just with microphones in it, and you know we. We're not legally allowed to sell it to you, but we, you know, we always have beer here that we'll give away. So it's a cool vibe. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, start that podcast. Uh, if I don't know what's holding you back, uh, if it's gear, if it's technology, if it's that, we we'll take care of all that here. Just come down with your friends or a co-host and start that podcast, man. You could you, and if you're here close to Jersey, uh, you can definitely do it here. Oh yeah, well, the, uh, me and the guys will definitely come in yeah, for some oh, BCP yeah. episodes. I can't have, wait. I'm going to talk to them all have about so this. So much fun, man! Just the vibe in the room, everything's great. Hey Ming, where can everyone follow on your social media and uh, contact the studio uh, and all that good media, stuff? Social uh, media uh, studio first. It's uh, called a Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Uh, you can find it uh, asharedUniverse.com. Eaton Town. A- yep, Eaton Town, New Jersey. A Shared Universe on all all across social media. Uh, and then me, you can find out uh, Ming Chen thirty seven M I N G C H E N thirty seven. Uh, that's pretty much universal across everything as well. So, yeah, come on down, man. Have as much fun as we just did. Yeah, this is awesome, Ming. An absolute pleasure. Yeah, man. absolutely, thank you man. So much, dude. Bro. Thank you. Absolutely. Right, We're out. <laughs> Peace. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this episode of the Bob Culture Podcast. Don't forget to support the show on patreon.com slash Bob Culture Podcast for some great incentives. I'd like to give a shout out to my patrons, Jay Crow, Shannon Cruz, and of course, Mike and Michelle Vermillion from Sledgepad Innovations. Sledgepad is the bass drum dampening system used by national acts like Pink, Goo Goo Dolls, Cher, Collective Soul, and a whole bunch more. Check them out at sledgepad.com. And of course, if you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on YouTube, check us out at podbean.com, and leave me a review at iTunes.